When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. As most of us know, center is a very, very tough position. If we're not going to get the cheap options in Kale Hero and also Ethan Strange, then we are probably likely going to have to take a punt on one of these cheapy value kind of centers, anywhere between that 400 to 550K, we may have to grab one of those guys. And it's likely sitting in that under 500 mark, just because we don't want to spend too much. One or two of you might go for one of those guns up top over 550K and, and just hope that they can be a player in your team for the entirety of the season. The main issue here with this value kind of mid-tier spot is that none of them are standouts as big winners but any of them could sort of make a quick 100K for sure. If they start well, we do have to sort of analyze the the start or the run that they have to begin the year as well. But we do know with what happened last year with the Cowboys, with the Roosters, we thought they all had good runs and they happened to start really, really poorly. So there's plenty of risk in this section here because if the team starts hot and, you know, if they're, they're, they're side of the park or the player that, you know, that left side center that you've decided to pick gets a bunch of those tries, there's definitely a few of these guys that could have a really, really hot start. So we're going to kick it off with Katoni Staggs, a 551k at the top of this list, a 38 of an average there. So he got down to 390k last year. And now that he's up at 550, it shows the, the volatility and the up and down nature that he can have there. So with that alone, that he could get all the way down to 390, I cannot start with him. I don't want to push any of you guys to go anywhere near him, considering how well the Bronx started last year. Marion Seve is a much more of an interesting prospect. At 550k, the buy-in round four is slightly annoying, obviously, given a center position that you know there isn't a lot of options, but it could be a really, really good starting point because we know he's he's always been a 40 average guy. He hasn't he's never had a long period of time in this team, and there's a, there's a decent chance that he becomes that sort of strike center that they need. Uh, unless they go for a Jack Howarth or something like that. So here's a lovely, lovely base at you know, which which is what gets him there because he has a 0.7 missed tackle rate, which is great. And if the tries start coming, which is not something that he has received a lot of, he could definitely be a 45 guy. So let's jump into his numbers here. 
And you're looking at him coming into the, the team there in round 15, where he didn't play the full 80 minutes, a 67 and then 72 in the next game there. And you only see him scoring two tries in that seven games that he played last year. So it's nothing crazy. He did have a couple of try assists as well. So those games that he did really well, it was a try and a try assist in both for 59 and 49 there. So when you're looking at the start for the Storm, that's probably their biggest worry, given they have Penrith, Warriors, and then they have Newcastle Knights, who are all very, very strong teams last year. And it's probably the main reason why I might push you away from, from Marion Seve there. As I said, the 0.7 miss tackle rate's great. Uh, the meters gained for the most part last year was all well into the hundreds, apart from a 69 and 105. They're all 137 and above from there. So I think Seve with the early buy to then have Broncos after that. As a strike center, I think you have to leave him out just based off that alone. Let's move to our next guy on the list is Jesse Ramian at 547k. He has an average of just under 40 as well. So he got to a high of 628k and a low of 459. So he definitely has some room to get lower, but he also has a chance to make 80k early. A lot of the time he doesn't do that. He seems to go low first and then shoot up. But the Sharks have a really, really good draw to start this season. Uh, so I'm expecting more of the same volatility for Jesse Ramian for sure. But as I said, the Sharks have a good draw and they could definitely go on a run and Jesse Ramian could benefit from that. So at 547, it's fairly expensive and it's a decent amount of cash to, to throw out there. But it's definitely someone that could you know, it could happen for, that's for sure. So let's get him up on the screen now as well, just to add to that. Their start to the season is Warriors, Bulldogs, Tigers, Canberra before their buy in round five. So he could definitely be a guy that will come out that could come out hot. And you saw last year over the first five rounds there, 31, 35, 46, 70, and 63. So he did really well there at the beginning. And then he had a really low run, which saw him, you know, which piqued a little bit of interest for four players there to, to pick him up as he got lower all the way down to about that 473 was his low there. But before, you know, people were slotting him into their side and kind of rode him out all the way through to the end of the season there for Jesse Raymond. So he's definitely one of those guys you could target. I doubt that that Warriors game is going to be an easy one for them, but the next three, he could definitely have a 60 or a 70 in him and be a guy that kind of starts you off well, and then you can decide what to do with him from there. So that's Jesse Ramian in that one. Let's move it along to Billy Smith. So he's actually fighting for his spot at the moment in the Roosters. Their back line, their forward pack is just immense at the moment. 39.5 average. He's fighting for a spot, as I said. Great finish to the year. And that has him priced up a little bit too high. So you saw, like, when a lot of us picked him up, he started well with two really good scores. The third week came along, and a lot of us jumped on, and he shit the bed, basically. He started going really, really poorly. The team was still going really poorly. He was the only guy that was doing well those first few games beforehand. And then just everyone was pretty poor from there. Before, he kind of got into gear in the back end of the year when Rooster started going well. So if he was to get the spot from the top, and Roosters start really well. He could be a guy to jump on, but I just don't see you doing it from round one. Morgan Harper, he's fighting for a spot as well, probably with Bailey Simonson, who we're going to have a good chat about later on in the video. Uh, but it's a no from Morgan at that price, for sure. Even changing teams to the Eels. Joseph Suali'i, he has a center and the wing fullback tag at 518k. He had a really, really cracking finish to the year, averaging 37.7 in the end. But he did average 50 with the goal kicking in the wing spot for the Roosters. Again, another one of those players that's fighting for his wing spot, given Dom Young has come to the club now. And I can't see Dom Young playing anywhere else. So Sueli, if he does get a spot, 
Again, fighting with probably Billy Smith there with Joey Manu getting the other center spot. If he plays at center, he's someone we want to avoid given he had an under 37.7 average in the center position. And unlikely to be kicking goals. He definitely could, but Sammy Walker is the other guy that uh, you could come in and take those as well, given he's a you know a very solid goal kicker at that. So yeah, if he gets a if he gets the wing at some point, then he could definitely be a guy to look at for sure. Phil Sami. He had a pretty good season as well, to be honest with you. Averaging 37 in that Titan side. It was very up and down. The volatility was there for sure. I just think he'll end up around this average, probably go up and down a little bit, the buy in round two, which, you know, there are a few Titans guys in this list. That's going to hurt them for sure. Uh, Tyron Peachy, at 512k, averages 37.2. He had a lot of good games last year when he started and then also had some lower ones as well off the bench. So he's not going to start. Very, very unlikely. There's a few injuries that need to be had, I think, for, for Tyrone. At least one, anyway, before he gets a spot. So you'd have to wait for that to happen. Isaiah Tass, likely on the wing. Although I did just realize that um, Jack Whiten's actually suspended to start the season as well. So he's probably going to start at center. But I think with him potentially missing the side after that or moving to the wing, I think that's a no for Isaiah to kick things off in the season. See for Talakai, 509k, averages 37 Pretty up and down scorer, as we know. Probably fighting for his spot as well. He could be playing bench, could be playing middle, could be playing the center position. I just think we avoid him to kick things off. Zach Laybutt, 509k, average of 37. Unfortunately, he's priced exactly at that after only playing a handful of games. He has really good run meters, which is the big thing Big thing for Zach. I just think he's too expensive to start with, uh, given he had a fair, bit, a fair few attacking stats in the four games that he played there. So... I think Leibart, if he was in the, the low 400s, we could definitely consider him. But a 509k, uh, it's a tough it's a tough bill to swallow to, to grab him in your side, hoping that he goes well into the 40s to become sort of that keeper center for your side. Stafford, oh, 503k in the center position, averaged 36.6 last year. And that included 100 in his average. So that is absolutely wild that that's how things ended up for Stafford. He averaged well under the 35, obviously, outside of that. Um, so he definitely has the upside, but Tigers need to show that they are better, in my opinion, to, to even give him a, you know, an option in, in any one side, given they have the buy in round one as well. I just think 503k for a center is way too much to have on uh, you know, on, on your pine there. But you do look at a lot of his scores, especially to start the season. Yeah, 22, 37, 47, 61. Uh, some 20s and 30s and 40s in there, and then he's 101. Some, again, some solid scores in around that. And, and if the Tigers are better, then after their buy, they have a fairly solid run. Let's let's say that. You've got Canberra in there. You've got Dolphins. You've got Dragons with you know Sharks, Para, Pendrith, and Broncos in amongst all that as well. So, yeah, it's a bit up and down on that. And he could definitely be a 40-plus guy. But again, with the buy in that uh, you know, that first round, it's a, a little bit tough to, to get him in your side, that's for sure. Tolu Kola. Here's the dual center and wing fullback, which is pretty cool. At 490K... Look, he has a 30 average at center, which is five under what he's priced at and what he averaged last year. So I think he needs to play fullback to be relevant. Is there scope for him to be a better, higher average guy at center if the team is absolutely humming? Sure. I just think that it's going to be split on both sides. You did see a fair bit of time last year. It was It was down the right-hand side with with DCE and, and usually Ola Kawatu, and it wouldn't really get out to Kola. He wasn't able to... He's not one of those guys that's very that's great in the base stats of of tackles and, and missed tackles. So he needs a lot of attacking stats, and you know he's going to be needing to be a forty plus guy, or at least a forty at, at this price point and, and with the jewel to be relevant. I just don't think I can see that, but he can definitely have stretches for sure where he can do that. Uh, Valence Safari, 
Here's the center and the wing fullback duel, which is great as well. 479K. The average is 34.8 for him. Trading the house down. Good to see him uh, lost, lose some weight there and, and is looking fitter, which is going to be help, so helpful for him on the field this year. He doesn't have a spot yet, and he's going to be too pricey to start even so. So, yeah, if he was to get the spot, if there's some injuries, it's probably hard to take. Um, but the center wing fullback duel could be helpful. And, again, if, if, if no none of these options pop up in the cheapies, then uh, we may have to jump on one of these guys. And, you know, one or two of them are half interested so far, but I think there's a few that are in the little bit cheaper range that uh, could be a bit better. Nari Tawala, he's fighting for a spot as well, so I think he, you have to avoid him even with the center and wing fullback duel at the Knights. I think they've got, you know, Jenkins. It's probably a better option at, uh, yeah, the wing position for him, and we'll get hit, get to him in the next video. Bailey Simonson, so 34.4 was the average for him last year, the center and wing fullback dual tag. He had a 39 average at center last year when he played for the Eels, which was cool. So he had no tries in the last six games, but he had five assists, so yeah, a little bit, yeah, pretty good, to be fair. Um, but we know the tries are worth more than the assists. He is fighting for a spot with Morgan Harper, I think. I'm not sure who's going to get that at this point, probably a 50-50. And their starts of the year is a good run outside of Panthers, so... And, you know, the, the Eels seem to play pretty well against those Panthers there. He could do worse if Eels are better and he is learning the position. So if he's learned that and he's improved himself, he could definitely be a guy that at least gets that 39 average and, and could exceed that, obviously, if the Eels are playing that little bit better. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for sure so let's get into his stats there and he had some wing stats to begin the year last year with uh, you know 33 being his best in that first four games with a few 20s in there with a little bit of base imagine that round three game getting 15 tackles must have been in the centers would be my guess there but yeah let's look at him playing center over last year and there was no ridiculously massive scores he had a 60 and a couple of 50s in there so you look at that and the consistency is not too bad with an 18 and a 19 being his lows. So that's kind of what you want to see in a, in a center is hopefully it's like a high 20s is, is, is their low. And if that was the case, the high 20 low and then the 60 odd to 70 high in a team that's you know doing pretty well. Because, you know, you look at these scores here through that back end, they you know, won close ones. They lost some decent ones there, 46 to 16. He still picked up a 33. So there's definitely scope for him to do fairly well. And uh, yeah, yeah, winning that one against the, the Panthers, as they seem to do at the moment. There's definitely scope for him to, to do fairly well, as I said. And, and there's some tries through that middle period. And when he was scoring tries, that, that's where his 40s to 60 range is. And he could be the one that, that has that cracking start against the Dogs. And, and, and Penrith, he hoped for like a 30. And then Manly Tigers, Canberra, 
cows. Like, could be the start, could be the guy that you want with the dual position that you could move around. Like, maybe he's your center in, in round one, and then he becomes your wing fullback to cover Jaden Campbell in round two. So, Simonson, a definite interest in my side if we get no other options. I'd like to go as cheap as possible myself, but if we don't get that option to do so, then, uh, you know, Bailey might be our guy, unfortunately, um, that we might have to take. So that's that with him. Very, very interesting. Adam Pompey, we're going to avoid him just up and down as well with his scoring uh, and his price at 472. Uh, Palga as well with the Roosters, the dual position for him, no spot at the moment, so avoid. Moses Suli, interesting man here at 458. Average is 33.3 last year. So he did average 38 and 41 in 21 and 2022, which is really, really good. And that's a nice jump from where he's at right now. And at that 458 price, it's not a crazy kind of uh, amount that you need to spend to get some type of consistency. So he only had two tries last year and six assists. So yes, he's in a, a dragon scene that isn't likely to score a lot of tries, but he did he did score a lot much better in those two years prior when they still weren't a great team either. The tackle busts were down two per game, and then the errors were up 0.4. So, yeah, that's a good swing there if he was able to correct those, and that's basically where the majority of his points are. Dragons is the main worry, and he could definitely be a decent guy to start with with a, with a fine draw, to be honest with you there. you got the Titans, the Dolphins, the Cows, and uh, Manly to start off in that first four, and there's every chance that he could come out and do pretty well. So you look at that, it's a 41 and a 39 in his first four games, and then an 18 and a 19. So very, very low if you're comparing that to the rest of the season because he's only he's only got a couple of low scores outside of that. That's seven in 43 minutes and 20 in the full 80 up against the Raiders when they got beat and a lot of points. So nothing came down his way. Um, he only you know, missed two tackles. So even defensively, there wasn't a lot coming down his way either, especially with their attack. So finished off pretty well as well, 37, 56, 41. And 34. So if you can get anywhere near that, then that's close to that 40 average to kick things off. And you could definitely do worse than starting with Moses Suli. But yeah, again, we're, we're hypothetically looking at a lot of these guys that if we don't get any options that we might have to spend in that mid-tier for sure. Let's go to the next guy going to be. Marin will be close. All right. Delis Hilter there in this one. So 450k for him. He's two spots behind at the moment, so avoid. Bronson Sherry at 450K, I think you can leave him out at the start. Definitely some interest for sure. Uh, I personally don't have him in the top options just because, like, does he even make the side? Does Karaz play center? Does Connor Tracy play center? Does, you know, Stephen Crichton play there? There's a lot of options in that center position. He's going to have to work really hard to do well. But average 42 in his full games in 20, 2019, but that's four years out of the game. So personally for me, if he was in the 300s and starting, I'd 100% have him in my side, but at 450, I think there's a fair bit of risk with Sherry there, and the upside is probably at like a 40 for him at max, and that would be sort of what, seven points of value, which isn't super exciting uh, when there's a lot of risk in my opinion. But yeah, you have him down there as sort of the seventh or eighth best option there. Dean Mariner, dual position as well, center and the wing fullback, 450K, the 40.8 average last year. So he's priced down on that to a 33 average. He's fighting for a wing spot with Corey Oates. Uh, he's definitely electric and he's going to have plenty of opportunities to score points in this really good Bronco side when he gets his chance. But does he, you know, does he get that spot from round one? We have to wait and see for sure. And he's been priced up, obviously, only playing that few games. The dual position is great there. 
And if you do look at his scores here last year, his best scores are actually on the wing anyway. So he does play centre in Queensland Cup. But when he played for the Broncos last year, he scored a 42, a 20, and a 68 there uh, in his starts in on the wing and then played 33 minutes off the interchange bench in 40, uh, 33 in 43 minutes there, which was solid as well. But that includes five tries in those four games. So something to note with Mariner. And you're looking at their start. It's Roosters, Rabbitohs, Penrith, Cowboys, Melbourne. So it's pretty tough at that. Uh, so there's every chance that he does lose some cash. And if he is still in this squad... After that first month, first month there, I think he's going to be a cracking purchase at some point, and he's going to make a lot of a lot of money. So that's Dean Mariner. It's definitely a wait and see uh, over this first little period. They do play in Vegas, which has the you know the thinner field, which is I think is going to hurt wingers, especially in that first game. So likely I'll be avoiding Mariner to kick things off, but we'll have to wait and see. Jake Avrilo, four forty-seven k. The average is thirty-two point five, so it's fairly low to be honest. That average, but you're looking at a guy. There that played for the Bulldogs, he had 100 meters per game. I think that's too low, so he definitely needs to increase that. Plus, increase the attack, which is a good chance in a better Dolphin side. Most likely, it would be better if he stayed there at the Dogs. The Dogs probably improve as well this year. But I think going to the Dolphins there, he gets some more opportunities. He has a really nice right hand side um, with Asako there. I think that could be really very helpful for him. Uh, and I think he has to potentially improve his defensive stats as well. So I think it's hard to start with him based on how much he needs to improve in all these areas to be about a 40-point guy. But I definitely think he has that 40-point upside if uh, if he continues to do well because he's a super talented kid there, Jay Caprillo. Let's jump into the stats now with him. And you're looking at some decent games, obviously with a mixture of, of low ones in there. He has a 6 in his game, a 15, an 11, and a 16. Uh, and obviously a seven down the end at, at fullback as well. So he has the downside at center. He, you know, compared to fullback, he still has that downside as well. So either way, as I said, he needs to increase those those defensive stats. There's too many games at the start there with four and five missed tackles, and there's too many games where he's under that 100 meters gained. You're looking at the tries there. He had a couple of doubles through that middle part of the season and a few tries at the end there. But you know, sitting just over 10 tries uh, across the the full season. That would need to increase along with the try assists and the, and the line breaks there, which he could definitely do. Uh, it's just a bit of a risk with that buy in round three. But good games around that. The Cows, the Dragons, the Do uh, the Titans there, and the Tigers in that in his first four matchups with that buy sandwiched in the middle. So, yeah, he's a very interesting player, I definitely think for sure. All right, a couple to go, guys. With this one, Young Tonomapea, 437, he's an avoid. So is Fagai, Max Fagai with the Dragons. Ma uh, Marcelo Montoya, dual position. I just think he's an avoid as well, even though you know he played better himself last year. Let's just go with Alamotti there while we're here. 407k, 29.6. There's talk of him playing some type of bench role. If there's some injuries in that back line, you know, it's going to be going to, you know, potentially to him or Tyrone Peachy. And I think you'll avoid him until he's in the starting side. And hopefully at that point, he's a little bit cheaper than. He's currently priced at, given he played most of the season at centre last year for the Dogs. But at the Panthers, it could be anything for sure. Jojo Fafita, we'll finish off with him there before the best options for points and value. But dual position, the, the main issue here is the buy in round two. Because if you were to have Jaden Campbell, as well as Jojo Fafita, both being out in that centre in the wing fullback position, which is going to be super tough, then uh, I just think it will hurt too much. So you probably can't go with Jojo just based off that. Or if you decide to not go with Campbell, then this is a play as well. But here's a 33 average on the wing. 
with five tries. And that's just above his average of 30. It's like he would be likely to play center, I think, if he got the spot. It would be 34.5 is the average at center, and that's with no tries. So if he was able to pick up a couple of tries there, he has a nice, uh, obviously some nice face stats there, given he didn't score any. Uh, so he's definitely not the worst option, given he's fairly cheap at 413. But as I said, the Jaden Campbell thing is painful there. So let's go to him in the centers, uh, and that's uh, all but two games. There we got 38 and 36 last year. Came out really strong with 40, 54, and 32. And he only has one line break and one try saver out of all of that in terms of attacking stats. The tackle numbers are good. 18.3 for two misses. So 14 in tackles and average 104 meters per game. And that does include a 41-minute effort there where he still picked up 12 tackles for zero misses. So he's someone that uh, is of interest for sure. But again, you'd have to have a decent amount of cover in your center and wing fullback to miss out on him. Uh, and Jaden Campbell in that round 2-1 there. So yeah, Jojo, tough one. All right, best options. I didn't even put Sherry in there, so he'll be down there in that sort of 6-7 range, I think, personally. Uh, but number number one up top, four points is Marion Seve. I think early on, he's the, the safest guy. Got good base stats um, if you want consistency and potentially sort of five points of value, anywhere from zero to five. But that has a, he has a really tough start to the, to the year. Mariner, the jewel, the good team, the talent, anywhere between zero and 10 points of value. But I think he may struggle a tiny bit with their tough draw as well. Jake Avrilo, he has a couple of chances to improve. Does he do it? That's the question. Zero to eight points of value. Moses Suli, definitely some bounce back upside for him. Zero to eight points of value. Simonson has the dual small value there, somewhere between three to eight if he gets the spot. That's the main issue with him. And Stafford Tower, upside if Tigers improve, but has the buy in round one. So you're noticing a few issues with all of these guys, but uh, you might have to just take a punt. You've got... Um, yeah, Seve there, I think, you know, as like the consistent guy, but then you could chuck in like a, a Jesse Ramian as well up top that, uh, you know, since going through this video, I actually probably like him a little bit more as a, a center starter, hoping that he has a, a great start with that um, with that shark straw and seeing that he did pretty well last year. So he might be up there as well. I didn't put him in. Um, and then Jojo Fafita to finish off the jewel, the upside, the buy around two hurts, but zero to seven points of value. So Seve, Ramian up top. Bronson Sherry somewhere in there as well. There's a bunch of guys that all have some potential type of value. Will they all use it? I'm not exactly sure. But good luck when you're selecting your centers. That's for sure. It's going to be a tough one. And uh, we'll catch you in the next few videos. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.